Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Diary of a Single Island Girl. And with me today, I have Timmy. Hi, Hi Timmy. You're welcome. So today, we'll be talking about something that's quite important. And we're talking about trauma. And trauma generally, but then also like trauma in Nigeria, most especially. And how people don't like dealing with it and they've sort of like normalized it yeah and when you see people who battle with certain trauma they're just like oh this thing happened and just so it's like an everyday lifestyle yeah for them and they're like oh because this thing happened you know that's just how i am yeah that line (laughs) that line you got to do it (laughs) that's just the way i am yeah (laughs) and it's like no one has ever complained. Like so, one time I was having a conversation with someone. Person was like, "Oh, yeah, but nobody has ever complained about this thing before." You're the first person, I'm like, "It's the first time for everything." 100%. I can see something. I can tell you. Other people can see something, and they might not tell you because you already know how you are and they know how you react. Yeah. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that what you're doing is necessarily right. So I still have. I can still complain about it. And the person's like, "Well." So it's almost like person was trying to say that what I'm saying is not valid. Yeah. Because nobody else has ever said it. So have you like come across I'm sure you've come across like a lot of people. <laughs> um have said that. Okay, so it's funny, I was actually having this conversation with um someone that lives really close to me and um we were kind of like having this um debate about, you know, people doing what is right and what is wrong and she said that people do know what is right and wrong and i was like i really don't think i don't know about in other countries but i feel like in this country the culture kind of grooms you in such a way that you normalize doing things that are wrong from when you're young and you Mm. see things that are wrong as right so when you do things that you know i would i say socially like obviously when you're looking at social cues they should be wrong, but because of how you're groomed as a child, no one corrects you when you do certain things. Of course, you're going to grow up thinking, what I'm doing is okay. I mean, all my family members were cool with it. Nobody complained. And then obviously, fast forward to 10, 15 years, and then one random person says, guy, like, that's dirty. Or can you not talk to me like that? That is inappropriate. And they're like, what's doing this one? Like... Really, from where to where? I've been talking like this my whole life. Nobody has checked me, like you said. So you are the weird one, not me. Knowing very well that obviously it's wrong, but everybody around them has just kind of normalized bad behavior, Mm. like we'll call it, yeah. So I actually feel like it's a cultural thing where I don't even know whether I'll say, oh, it's parents or it's a family unit issue, but I feel like a lot of us even normalize things like beating where it's like maybe you come up with your own story like you're sitting with your group of friends and you're like oh maybe my mom used to do this or my dad used to do this to me and then it's like everybody's trying to upstage each other in the storytelling so it now becomes like this funny thing of like oh okay ah you two you went through that oh my god hear my own but it's like that's actually not funny and that shouldn't even be something that like everybody's sharing like it's just but I feel like the way that we kind of like, um, would I say, make ourselves feel better as Nigerians 
is by like laughing off very serious things that are bad. I feel like that's probably why a lot of people had um, like a mental breakdown over lockdown period because there was no place for you to run to to go and like temporarily kill whatever it is that's stressing you out. You can't go to clubs, you can't go to lounges, you know, everybody was just locked in one place, which is why I guess like with um, like couples that have issues because they can't like run away from each other and then come back. It was like they were stuck with each other. And then obviously we started hearing of things like a lot of domestic violence issues. Yeah. So I think it's actually a really, really big issue like that we're dealing with culturally. Yeah. Yeah. And also... It's actually, like, it's a big deal. Um, so I just recently started this movie. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not going to make my comments about it yet until <laughs> I finish. It's not even a movie, it's a series. Also um Blood Sisters or something. The one that I, really I heard about it yesterday. So I really want to start. Is, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. I'm not 100% pleased. Okay. However, they're talking about serious things, but the outcome... It needs a little bit more finishing, but I like the storyline. You finished right? it already? No, I'm just on like episode three okay. or something. So, but the storyline, so in, in ugh, spoilers though. Don't, don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, go ahead. No, so I'm not really spoiling, but just like one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like she was about to get married and then um, the guy has like, he beat her, the, like he slapped her the first time. Okay. And she's like, don't do that again. And he's like, I would never do that again. And then on their wedding day, he slaps her again. And he's, and he's almost like, no, no, actually, I think a day before the wedding, it's like, she slaps her again. And then she's like angry and she's crying. She tells her friend, her friend is like, I thought you said it was a one-time thing. And if he does it again, you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, she was someone the courage to tell him. And then she sent the guy, I can't marry you because he told me you will never do it again. And the guy starts beating her. Now, before this, the day before, she tells her mom that this guy slaps me and whatever, and she's like, eh, well, like, it's almost like a buckle up type of thing. Like, do you know what I've endured? And I'm just like, why do we? Because we do that a lot. And it's not even about movie. We do that so much. And it's almost like, do you know what I had to endure? in my marriage. So you too, you have to endure that because I know because you endured it doesn't mean it's right. So you had your choice. You decided to stay there and endure it. Hundred percent. You didn't you didn't put a check on it. So maybe let's say if you put a check on it and you're like, I'm not going to tolerate tolerate to accept this thing. So I'm checking it right now. Yeah. The first time it happens, I'm checking it. And even with my children, I'm going to check it with them and tell them that this thing is not it's unacceptable. You like as a male child, don't do this. As a female, you shouldn't yeah. even receive this, that kind of thing. But then for you to not tell your child that... Um, you know what I had to endure. I had to endure. And I'm just like, <laughs> I've heard those lines from different people. Like different people. Even, I'm sorry, but even a pastor once said, ah, do you know <laughs> what I put my wife through? And I'm just like... Is that the right thing to really say? Do you take pride in giving people pain and all that? Like, is it a prideful thing of, yes, I went through shit, go through shit. Like, it shouldn't really be that way. Like, and because they don't speak against it, it's like a trend that just goes on. Yeah. And and nobody talks about it, nobody talks down on it. 
Yeah, so um, it's like they just allow it and then it just goes down the family line and then it just continues that way. Nobody's checking anyone. Like, it's okay. And we even see, like, certain things like, you know, to some people it might not be a big deal. Mm -hmm. But then there are certain gestures. Like, I, I remember on Accelerate TV, they did something where people were coming out to share stories. Okay. I don't know if they still do it. I think it was Accelerate. Yeah. They come out to share stories, personal stories, and I can't remember who it was, but she was talking about how um, the person she got married to before that so was already showing tendencies of yeah. like, domestic abuse and stuff like that. But she was like, oh, he'll change. Oh, yeah. Like, one time they were driving and he got so aggressive and she was like, no, he'll change with time, with time. It'll be okay with time, you know, whatever. And then it got to the point where they got married and there was no change. There was nothing. He beat her, like, messlessly. At least she had the courage to leave because most women don't really have the yeah, courage to leave. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So it's, it's a major problem, though. And so most people also don't like dealing with whatever because no one was given birth to as a beater, whether you're a woman or a man. Like, no one gave birth to you and you're like, you're going to beat your husband, you're going to be your wife kind of thing. So it must have been something that happened down the line. But then, again, people don't like therapy. They feel like therapy is, is bad, bad or evil. evil. Or they're like, I'm just going to pray. Now, I'm not, even, I'm not discarding the place of prayer. Mm -hmm. I'm not even doing that. But at the same time, there has to be a reason why a part in the Bible talks about you confessing your sins to one another. 100%. Because that is even like one of the first rounds before you even... Like, Keeping you yourself know. accountable. Yeah. So confessing your sins to one another and there definitely has to be a reason for doing that. So if you're confessing your sins to one another, why can't you talk to a therapist? Why yeah. can't you seek good, good and wise counsel and all that? So it's a bit... Um, I don't know. Actually, when it comes to like relationships, also it's like, it's like a lot of damaged people just want to keep on entering into a relationship without even thinking back and saying, "Oh, how can I? <laughs> Let me be better for myself first, mm -hmm. and then do I want a good relationship? If yes, I want a really good relationship, then." Can I be better so that I would enjoy my next relationship? I'm not saying you guys do not have issues, but then if you're still damaged, how are you still going to even enjoy the next one? 100%. 100%. Um, I don't really... I don't know if... Well, I would like to hope people don't have this mindset of like, um, oh, um, I, I'm just going to, you know, dump who I am like negatively onto someone else in a relationship but I think these things come from a place of um, lack of information you know like they say the difference between a, a what's it called um, a working class man and a middle class man is actually information and obviously middle class and upper class is the access to information that we have yeah. I kind of find that in the developing world we're kind of socialized to normalize suffering in every area of our lives so it's not even just you know to do with like personal relationships with like men and women 
even with work, with our basic needs, you know, water, lights, transportation, food, you are socialized to think, you know what, you must sweat, you must struggle. You know, like you said, someone said to you, oh, I had to endure X. So the one you're managing, be grateful that your own is not as bad as my own type of thing. So I don't know. I feel like, you know, if you're raised or if you've spent like a considerable amount of time in the developed world, the information that you're exposed to is different. So like I kind of noticed like when I'm having conversations with traditional Nigerians that have never left Nigeria and, you know, all they know is Nigeria. When I have some conversations with them, they kind of look at me like, ah, this one is still in the clouds. Like I'm abnormal. But I'm like, no, you are abnormal. And you don't even realize you are not normal, you know? You know, just, I actually think it was this morning, we we're having a conversation and um, one of my colleagues asked me, if you marry a guy and, you know, you find out, you know, he doesn't tell you, you just find out that he's cheating, what will you do? And I said, okay, do I have kids with this guy? That's the first question I asked him. Do I have kids with this guy already? He was like, okay, yes, you've had like two or three kids. You're, you know, you've closed shop basically and you're happy with the number of kids you've had. And I said, okay, I'm going to ask him, you know, I will confront him with the information and then I'll be like, okay, yes or no? What I'm seeing, is this really what it is? If he's open about it and he's like, yes, you know, what I've seen is actually the truth, then my next line of questioning will be Why? And then my colleague goes, okay, how about if he says there's no reason? And I said, well, I'm sorry. I don't think I will be moving forward in that relationship regardless of whether I have a child with him or not. And then obviously everybody in my unit were like, ha, this one never ready. You're not ready for marriage. And I'm like, at the end of the day, it takes two people to make a healthy relationship work. Not a toxic, <laughs> broken relationship, a healthy relationship work. A lot of marriages that I see, you know, now, people are managing, you know, crying on the inside, smiling on the outside, so that it kind of looks like, you know, I'm, you know, happy. But really, those that are close to you know that you're not happy. You're just in there because obviously you have kids right now and you just feel like, to leave would be a worse option than to stay. If I am married to someone and he tells me, look, it happened for X, Y, and Z reason, then I know that, yes, there's a basis for us to work on our relationship. But if you're telling me, oh, you don't know, what do you mean you don't know? Yeah, like, what do you mean? Like, what, like, so you don't know, you just <laughs> went and decided it just happened. for your marriage, you don't know. Yeah. And That's he's like, nothing, there's, there's no reason. They're not going to tell you a reason. I'm like, ah, they're, they're, they're not ready to then be that, in a healthy exactly. relationship. They're not ready because, like you, said, like you rightly said, why is it that people love suffering? Yeah. Like, what is, why can't it be the guy is not ready or whoever cheated, be, be the guy mm. or the woman, is not ready for something serious, being that they are the ones that literally went out and did whatever they did. Why does it have to be the one who is calling your rubbish? Why does it have to be that person not being ready for, like, the marriage? It doesn't, like, it makes no sense to me. No, honestly, it actually makes no <laughs> sense to me because why is it that, why can't, like, we, like you said, we, we associate suffering to 
being ready for things. Yeah. So if you can take a lot of things, you're ready. But if you can't take things, then you're not ready. I don't even know if it's even about taking a lot of things, to be very honest, you know. I understand being mature. I understand, um, you know, long-suffering. But there's a massive difference between intentionally inflicting pain on someone mm -hmm. and not pulling your weight as a partner in a relationship mm -hmm. and just being somebody that exhibits signs of narcissistic personality disorder. If someone is telling me that, oh, you know, um, do you know what... I'm doing for you that other people go and check other people's wives. Go and let them tell you stories. <laughs> yes, that, that's what you know, people in my office were saying. That if as a man I'm I'm providing for you, I'm paying the bills, I'm doing this, eh, and I'm sleeping with somebody else, like, what's the big deal? Yes. Okay, so if as the man you're doing all that and she is also doing all that for herself, what would they do now? No, but in this day and age, they expect it to work too. They expect it to contribute to the bills too. So, it's, yes. so, so then it still doesn't make sense because if, if the person is saying that, oh, I'm paying, I'm paying the bills, I'm doing this, and she too, she's contributing to the bill paying, the everything paying, then, because it's almost like the person was saying that because they do all these things, they have a right to do that. 100%. So if she contributes to all these things and it's more or less like an equal thing, does that still give you the right to do that? Um, I feel like culturally it's been normalized for men to um, have very low boundaries when it comes to um, fidelity. It's normalized for men to treat their significant other with less respect because I don't see how I will catch my significant other doing something else and he will have the guts to tell me there was no reason. It's like you're telling me, oh, it is what it is and clearly it's going to happen in the future. So are you going to deal with it or not? Mm. It's just like something that's I read on social media the other day, and, and I think it was, it goes like this. Um, I think your wife is your number one, and then we can have like side chicks or something. Service points, that's what <laughs> my <laughs> colleagues call them, service, oh, wow. points. service points. Yes, service points. What's that? They said, okay, so they were saying that um, when you get married, right, it's not that you will not cheat too, but your wife must not catch you. And if she should catch you, it's your fault. So they now say that, okay, you have one babe that you just, you know, kind of touch and go. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a, an attachment to her. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if you're not attached to her, mm -hmm. the chances of you, you know, bonding and getting caught and sleeping are much lower. Hence, them calling them service points. points. Wow. So well, it's like, like, quick, 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 so quick, these, quick, quick. these people, what's their age group? Because I... Like, it's broad. Dreams. It's very, very broad. Okay, so, um, well, with my colleagues that I had a conversation with this morning, what, they're between 34 and, let's just say, like, a 15-year gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, range. Because the thing that people really think this way, I know people think this way, but to hear it, like, it's like confirmation that yes. people think this way yes. is really sickening because yes. why then going to a marriage if you want service points you can be single and have as many service points as, like knock yourself out but then why would you draw someone into something that is supposed to supposedly be for life and then you're entering into the mind of service points then 
What's the point of the marriage? I think um, the whole issue with service points being normalized um, has to do with like um, the fact that a lot of people don't actually enter into marriage because they're looking for a genuine union. You know, I don't know if you're aware, but like with men, once they're a certain age and they're single and they're looking for promotions, if the people that are obviously interviewing you for that promotion notice that you're not married here, they will discredit you. Mm. Like, it's a thing. Because I remember one of my friends telling me that when he applied for a job um, that was obviously going to promote him, before he went in, he wore a ring. He wasn't married. Oh, my gosh. He was just, you know, <laughs> seeing someone, he wore a ring. Then, obviously, after he got it, somebody now casually asked him, well, something, 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 your wife. He said, I'm not married. He said, really? He was like, yeah, but he wore a ring because he knows what's up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's not everybody that's getting married because they're genuinely in love or they're genuinely looking for a union and partnership. So you have to also look at the reasons why people are getting married also. So what do we now say to, like, because a lot of people frown at therapy, but then more often... So I was having a conversation with someone the other day and the person was like, yes, they do pre-marriage counseling. That's not but good enough like, as far exactly, as I'm concerned. Exactly. He was saying that he feels like he should do like post-wedding It's not even post-wedding. And <laughs> follow-up. That follow-up. You know what I feel? Um, as an individual, I champion therapy for every adult that has been through any kind of trauma. And I know that it's embarrassing for people to kind of admit that they've been through any kind of trauma but i feel like if you've got nigerian parents sorry to say but <laughs> me i'm very direct if you have nigerian parents the likelihood of you being codependent is very high the likelihood of you being a narcissist is very very high and you might not even know that you have these you know traits because you don't have that access to information. But then the more you learn about some things, and you're like, oh my goodness, everything you just described is me. You will not say it, but you're like, ah, how do I kind of fix this thing yeah. that That's obviously... You want to fix it, because some people just yeah. don't want to fix it. You know, I feel like therapy should be part of everybody's lifestyle. Because, you know, your journey in terms of growth is constant. You're not the same person forever. You know, different things in the environment affect, you know, your different stages of life. So I feel like therapy should be 100% part of everyone's lifestyle if you've experienced any form of trauma. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, 99.9% .9 of people have definitely experienced yeah. trauma. And apart from even like therapy for like communication and whatever, um, I feel like because so years ago we'd read stuff like... Um, or your, your side chick knows how to do things that your wife can't do and stuff like that. And then I feel like sex therapy is actually also needed because... Taboo. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sex therapy is also needed because, like... So a lot of things are taboo in this country. That yeah. It really should be. Yeah. Like, once you talk about sex, everybody just, like... Yes. They can't breathe. Like, everybody just squeezes up. It's like... How can you talk about sex? Like, how? Like, I remember... Is, like, it shouldn't be heard of an abomination. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this. Well, actually, I, I don't know if I should say her name. But, like, she's um, she does, like, um, 
bridal showers. She's a sex therapist, but yes, she's yes, in her like, I think she's like in her late 30s or early 40s. Mm. And really the one time I've like, you know, seeing what she does, I'm like, it's, wow. It's quite intense. It's, it's, it's graphic for this Nigeria. <laughs> for anywhere. I'm sorry. Like, I would not want her near my boyfriend any day of the week, please. <laughs> you know? But then, like, the things that she kind of, like, you know, touches on, it kind of lets you know that really, as, like, a culture, we are very ignorant and we don't expose ourselves to to a lot of things that are going to help us mm. in that area. Mm. You know, obviously, if you're trying to get married, as much as people don't like to address it, some people like to act as if sex is not important in a relationship. It is very important. It is one of the reasons that some marriages tend to break down. Mm. So, obviously, like you said, sex therapy is something that should also be a thing. Mm. If you don't know what you're doing, go and get help. <laughs> Advice. <laughs> exactly. Like some people would say, oh, um, when, we, when we have sex, it's to make babies. And I'm just like, only, like, you just want to be popping out children. You don't want to, like... Because that's why some men would actually go out and say, oh, ah, sex. And I think it's just like, like you said, lack of information, yeah. like a vast way of thinking. So it's like, I have to have somebody who I'm enjoying myself with, but my wife is just for her to give us children so that at the end of the day, I'll have children that will come and inherit all that I am working hard to get. And I have somebody down the line that is very my last name and that is all you're doing for your wife and then your wife is literally just there and she's like oh and then that's why you would now see some women who are like the greatest cougars of lagos just everywhere cooking away <laughs> because <We're> cooking away <laughs> but i think you know both parties have to accept responsibility for that breakdown in communication mm. because i feel like you know if you're going to make a decision to get married to someone i always say it when you know i am talking to a new person and i'm thinking okay i want an intimate relationship with them i ask questions that are sexual at some points because i want to know is this person sexually compatible with me yeah. I'm not saying that, oh, I'm going around sleeping with everything, walking, but yeah. I need to ask some questions to kind of know what this person is open yeah. to. Are you, are you okay with this? Am I okay with what you're yeah, okay exactly. with? <laughs> you know, if you introduce something, am I going to be like, ah, yeah. man, this one is like, beyond me. Are you open-minded me? <laughs> to say, oh, I'm, I'm cool. I want to be experimental with you, so it's okay. Yeah. You can pop things up once in a while. Or are you close-minded to saying, oh, you know what? I like what I like. I and don't that's, want to try anything ever yeah. in my whole life. So all these things are actually really, really, really necessary. But then the thing is, it's like when you now ask those questions, sometimes I feel like it's almost like the person in their head is like, oh, you know what? Let's, we should just, let's just have sex just to to if, see what if it's okay. <laughs> yeah because it's like it's like people don't realize that you can have conversations without actually doing anything you can actually have full on and actually talk about that manipulative but it happens no i'm not saying it doesn't but i'm just saying that 
that, that is definitely manipulative. Yeah. You are telling me, oh, we need to. We need to. No, you need to. <laughs> we don't need to. <laughs> yes, no. Like, yeah. why would you put somebody under duress to do what you want to do? Yeah. That's Just like. To see if it's okay. Like, going into rapey lines. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. You know? Talking about rapey, when I remember 20, I think it was 2020, when the whole case about. The girl that got raped in, I think she got raped in a church. Oh, the one that they raped her and killed her. Yeah. I think it was that one. Was it that? She was like reading for something. She was like a teenager. But I know that period were like series of rape cases around that period. So I remember that time, um, I actually made a video addressing it. And I was like, do we realize that one out of ten people would know are actually rapists? Yes. It's just that 100%. we would not come out to address and be like, you, rapey tendencies. Because, like, I've seen some people act a certain way, and I'm yeah. like, mm, this girl told you no, but you were just, like, really forcing The pressure was a bit and, much. Yeah, and she told you no, 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 no. They call it initial resistance, uh, apparently. <laughs> Once I, you know, because I, like, for how many years? I wasn't in this country for, like, maybe, like, 15 years. So some of the things that are normalized, like, between the ages of 13 and 21 i do i just can't relate to some things that like traditional nigerians can so mm. when i heard that thing initial resistance i'm like sorry that one sounds like rape to me yeah that doesn't sound like oh because initial telling you that they don't want to do something <laughs> they don't want to do it like sometimes they end up doing it just because you've put so much pressure yeah and they're like okay maybe if i do this this person will leave me alone yeah and i'll be okay that kind of thing because it's it it gets really really messy and like, even with, like, relationships, like, there are even instances in relationships where you're telling the, your partner, like, I really don't want to do this thing. And then they're like, like you said, initially, they were like, ah, the more she's saying no, the more she wants it. And I'm just like, how does that even sink? Like, how does that even make sense? The more someone is saying no to something, the more they want something. Like, like oh, she means this. Is it that... Even if she's <laughs> saying this. Is it that her brain is not functioning well to say, oh, I want this thing? Like, what is... Like, and then they say that thing so much to the point that even when... Um, like, I know I've, I've had instances where guys would joke and say, ah, they will go and buy, like, certain brands of alcohol and they're like, ah, when... Legit, like I've heard stories. So they're drugs, basically. Basically, they're like, oh, when certain like when ladies come to their house, they get certain types of alcohol that by the time they start drinking, they even forget themselves, and then it's like a fun time. And I'm just like, should you be saying this in public? Because it doesn't really sound right to me. But then people feel like it's a normal, like it's a normal trend. It's a normal thing to do. Like someone has boldly said it to me with his full chest that like the brand, everything, and how, and I'm just like, but that's not right. But then to him, he's a jeet guy. So when his friends hear this story, they're like, ah, guy, you're a bad guy. Like, you you got her, that kind of thing. And I'm just thinking, all of you are rapists. Like, all of you, for the fact that it's, how do you go that You're co-signing this. Yes, you're co-signing this. So all of you are rapists. Because 
And then we, we approve of this nature. We approve of this nature like... So I, I don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but then it's, 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 it's really approved of and it's actually like very sickening because like the younger generation, they grew up blending into that kind of thing. Yeah. That's even like worse because... Yeah. Teen- I'm afraid of teenagers right They're now. They're super wild. Oh. Like some of the things that I've seen... Like even like relatives that I've been around do as teenagers. I'm like, ha, when I was your age, I didn't even you know understand? what this one meant to. <laughs> this one is macho. <laughs> like their eyes are open. Yeah. 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 It's actually, it's, it's, it's quite scary. It's quite scary. And I'm thinking like when I was 10, what was I doing? When I was like 13, what was I doing? Like I tried when I hear like all these wild mm-hmm. stories, I try to think back like, hmm, when I was this, what was I actually doing? Like, I don't know. And they just know everything. Like, even eight year olds, yeah, they're so knowledgeable. And I'm just like, how? So if they're growing up into that kind of system where they have maybe uncles that have this very deep, sick thinking. Or they have what is it? Oh yeah, have family members around, and then they now have, like, because I was saying someone the other day, you can really, really like train your children or try to guard them from things and all that. But then, even their friends, yeah, by the time they go to their friends' houses and then they see their friends' uncles or aunties or. It goes, the list is long. I don't think that's going too far. Like, that, that changes. Even the parents. I'm, the well, yeah, parents, fair enough, the parents. Kind of but then, like... Okay, so I was actually having this similar conversation with one of my girlfriends that's a new mom. And I was speaking to her, and I was saying, do you know what, babe? I hope you're ready. Like, mm-hmm. now that you're going to be a mom for the first time, I really hope you're ready to have conversations about sex with your mm. child from when she's a toddler basically and she was like ah, we have to leave them in god's hands because obviously growing up our parents didn't you know yeah, socialize totally us up, on yeah. you know did you even know what your private part was called when you yeah. were a toddler the ones now they know <laughs> they know i now said to her okay babe like I need to tell you some things because it seems as if you are not aware of what is going on outside now with babies. I was like, do you know there are actually cartoons that socialize your kids and teach them how to masturbate? Yeah. They teach oh, your I kids. Oh gosh. They teach your kids. Yeah. You know things about LGBT. Abby, what do you call yeah, them? Yeah. Society. W X Y Z. All of them. I wouldn't want the outside world teaching my children about yeah. anything before me. Exactly. I wouldn't. Yeah. So for me, I think it's very, very important for me to teach them, you know, what it is Mm -hmm. so that they have that information. So when anybody comes to them and says, oh, no, this is what it is, they'd be like, no, my mom told me this or my dad told me this. this, this Yeah. Because if they just go and then they hear this brand new information from somewhere else that you've never heard before, they will take it. Yeah. And then they will come and now teach their parents that and they're like no but xyz said this so when you're even trying to counter that already it's in the Something's child's already mind. branded yeah and your child is like no i do agree with what you're saying like when i saw that masturbation clip i was just like whoa i'm sure if you didn't see it you won't believe it because it sounds ridiculous Honestly, yeah it's so ridiculous like when i said i was like it's a lie like i was also saying it's a lie 
when I say it because it's like, how is it possible? No, such is happening. But hey, that's where we find ourselves. I wasn't what um I think it's an European country. So what they do is they get real life people. What do you mean? They real get life real people? life like like maybe people in their twenties, thirties, till they are aging, so they I've can heard about it. Yeah, so they can teach them about body parts I've and heard stuff about like it, that. Yeah. And they are stuck naked yeah. in front of like ten year olds, twelve year olds, thirteen year olds, fourteen. And I'm just like, how is this okay? And they're there and they're like, this is this and this is that. And this is, and I'm just like, you can't put all this in a diagram. Or in a textbook, like how we did our Honestly, own. Honestly, <laughs> like, you in a textbook, like you can't, it's... These are dangerous times. I say yeah. it all the time. These are very, very, very dangerous very times. Very dangerous times. You know, after I had that conversation with my friend that's a new mom, it was, it just seemed like God, um, try to use me to minister to her on like, you know, some of the things she needs to do with her child. Cause the following day, her sister-in-law called her from outside the country and was complaining that um, they need to change her child's school. She was like, oh, why, what's wrong? She said that, oh, that um, one little girl was asking her son, do you like your penis being sucked? And this boy oh, is not even up to 10 years old. Like. And I said, my love, Shay, we were having this conversation. Do you see? Do you see? So, Wait, yeah. Was, was, it, was the person in his class? Or? Yes. A little girl oh, in his class was asking him, oh, do you like you your penis being sucked? They're not up to 10 years old. Why is a little girl asking oh, you wow. that? Do you get? And obviously, if your parents have not, you know, Spoken to you about Therapy such. Like, I'm so curious. Like, yeah. what <laughs> well, I didn't ask that one. Me, I was just horrified. <laughs> no, because I want to know, like, the child's reaction. Like, I want to know her son's reaction to this and then how he came home and told her that and what she told him. Because, yeah, like, that would what do you actually be your interesting child? to find you know, out. So, like, what would you tell your child? Like, how would you explain that whole scenario to your child? Like, what would you say? I would just freak out. Get... I would just be frozen because I'm like, the parents now, they have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I'm like, how can somebody be asking? You're not even up to 10 years old. How can you be asking, do you like your penis being sucked? I, I'm like, what? That's crazy. So you see it now, like, you really need to, for me, I feel like when I have kids, from the minute my children can start talking, I'm going to start telling them, this is your penis, this is your vulva. So you know, these areas are private. They will not take it up a step. You know, the more their brain is expanding. Yes, I don't want anybody outside to teach my children about such sensitive things before, before you me. even... Yeah, because like yes. you rightly said, our parents never ever spoke to yeah. us about anything. Like, you just have to figure stuff out. Like, yeah. Stuff, and you're like, oh, and then you've made like so many mistakes. And that's why you're like, oh, you know, I really wouldn't have because it's not my fault. Yeah. Tickets. And then it's almost like, okay, now I have to like do a bit of therapy to flush out or learn and or relearn, learn and relearn <laughs> so many things and then it's like you're not trying to like pick up your feet again because if you look back at things if like people were taught properly about certain things or had like right information then you really wouldn't um be i feel like things would be now. much better yeah. yeah like even when i know yes um most especially christians frown against sex before marriage and all that mm -hmm. i mean i identify with that but I, I don't know why i said it that way but i actually identify with that 
that identify with that. But then at the same time, I feel like what some one of the mistakes is that even if you're saying, oh, no sex before marriage, blah, 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 blah. I feel like you should also advise on what to happen. On what if your it does happen. Should, yes, because you can, you're not certain about anything 100%, in this life. 100%, 100%. But then 100%. they don't, all they do is, ah, they if scare you sleep you. on the same bed with the man. <laughs> you'll be pregnant. You'll be pregnant. <laughs> and we scare you with all the like scary Men things. Men are evil. Be, yeah. <laughs> God forgive <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, man. Like, really scared the shit out of you. And then they now don't teach you about other things. Yeah. Like, okay, if if it happens, if like you had seen it there, like danger zone, but you cannot get yourself out and it is happening. Because I feel like we're in denial. Most of the time we're in denial about all these things. Because your children, somehow, somehow, I mean, not something we pray for, but mm-hmm. it can happen. So 100%. it's like, you don't tell them, okay, this is a condom. Make sure the guy uses it. Or you know whatever, mm-hmm. like we don't teach. Like you should, okay, let them know. Let them know that these are certain things. Access that, to information. Yes, access to information. Let them know so that when something is happening, they know that okay, I'm at this situation. No, I'm not listening to God. I'm not listening to my parents. But at least I'm but being safe. I'm being sa- exactly. I'm being safe. So uh, when it's Maybe we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Like, even as adults, like, there is this shame attached to talking about sex. Like, I've noticed it times without number. Mm. I have, obviously, I'm very, very liberal when I'm talking about, you know, sex in conversations. Because, obviously, my orientation is non-Nigerian. So, when I talk about sex, everybody else will just look at me like, eh, eh, like, you are so wild. They kind of assume that, oh, because I'm so open about sexual conversations, it means I am just loose and I'm sleeping around with every and anything that will have me. Mm. But why should that be the association? Yeah. Why should sexual liberation be equal to looseness? Yeah, yeah. I just think that's very strange. Definitely. Yeah, it's actually very strange. But yeah, man, I think we have to like stop here. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll maybe do another part okay. on, on this, but then we we'll have to stop here. But thank you for coming on. You're I actually welcome. really enjoyed the conversation. I feel like <laughs> I think I say this in all my podcasts because the thing is, you can never really stop talking about certain things. There's a lot. There's unpack. a lot. Yeah, man. There is a lot to unpack. And lately, I've been realizing that we feel like some things, like we feel like because you have con- common knowledge about something, mm-hmm. you take it for granted. But True. then you fail to realize that there's some people who don't even have this knowledge you have. 100%. But we just assume that you should know this now. Like, why don't you know it? But then truly, truly, do they really know it? They actually don't even know it. You can even be 30 and you don't even know something. Uh, it's not by age, oh. it's by exposure. <laughs> <laughs> you can be 30 and you don't even know this. So, mm. like, I think later said, becoming more thankful about having the things that you know yeah like the things i know because i'm like wow because i've like i'll hear different stories and i'm like ah, people are living like this like how don't you know like, ah, this is strange oh. like this is it's really unheard of it's really really weird but yeah yeah thanks for thanks thanks for coming on you're um, welcome yeah so thanks for listening guys and stay creative